The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Born to be Breastfed with your host, Marie Biancuso. Our program aims to help you bust through the breastfeeding myths and ensure you and your baby enjoy the breastfeeding journey. Over the next hour, we'll help you figure out how to overcome the obstacles you might encounter and how to incorporate breastfeeding into your busy life. Now, here is your host, Marie Biancuso. Welcome, everyone. I'm Marie Biancuto. I'm your host for Born to be Breastfed. Thank you so much for joining me. We have a very interesting and somewhat unusual show coming up today. I'm looking forward to it and hope that you are, too. Joining me today is my very special guest, Judy Masucci from Mother's Boutique. Judy, welcome to the show. Thank you, Marie. I'm happy to be here. Today, we're really going to talk about, first of all, how Judy has gone from really one very enormously successful career as a working woman to another very successful career. And this time, her second career, if you will, has really centered around taking care of breastfeeding mothers, but maybe not in the way in which you would exactly expect that taking care of. So we're going to start out today with Judy telling us a little bit about how she made that journey from her PhD comfort zone that she went to college for to talking about bras and fittings and some things I think that you'll find will be a few myths that you might not be aware of and I haven't discussed on some previous shows. We'll also be talking about some products that Judy offers to breastfeeding mothers, which quite honestly, I didn't know what they were. So I figure I've been in this business for 30 years. If I don't know, probably the folks who are listening to us don't know. And then we'll close out at the end of the hour just talking a little bit about how Judy perceives breastfeeding, working, and the whole shebang of combining both the professional role and the motherhood role. So, Judy, I got to tell you, I think you have just an incredibly interesting story. I see that you started out with having a Ph.D. in genetics from Columbia University, and you did a two-year postdoctoral fellowship at the University of Washington. How did you get from there to being, as people call you now, the bra whisperer? How how did this happen? Um, It certainly wasn't planned. Um, I started out as a scientist. I quickly realized that I didn't want to be in science. I wanted to be more in the business world. And so I started working for a couple of different biotech companies. Um, and then in uh, 2005, or well, I guess in 2004, I got pregnant, <laughs> and um, it literally changed my life. So in 2005, I had my son, um, and at the time, I was the director of marketing for a local biotech company. I was on the board of directors for the company. I had 11 direct reports. It was a very high-profile position. Um, 
And when I went out on maternity leave with my son, I came back to a completely different company. My company had been purchased while I was out on maternity leave. I had a new oh. boss who didn't know me, um, who didn't even live locally. <laughs> um, and um, I had new responsibilities. Um, I started to ask you if you were here in the greater Washington, D.C. area, but I realize you're in Pittsburgh. I'm in Pittsburgh, that's right. Okay. So yeah. all of this really transpired in Pittsburgh, yes. but you still, when you came back from the maternity leave, which, by the way, most people go on maternity leave and figure they're going to return tomorrow, less the same job. <laughs> and it sounds like this was just a totally different world for you. You now had not only turned into being a mother, but your status was different as going back to a place that basically no longer existed in a city that didn't exist with a boss that didn't exist, right? (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Whoa! (laughs) And so I did that for 15 months. I um, worked, I... Um, with my new position, I traveled a lot more than I had done previously. Um, I actually was fortunate enough that I was able to bring my baby and his nanny on all of my business trips with me. Uh, but that, of course, was out of my pocket. That was um, yes. the company didn't reimburse me for that. Um, and I was fortunate that I had a nanny who was willing to travel. Um, and it was grueling. You know, before I had my son, I probably worked, you know, on average a 10 to 14-hour day. Um, I was, I guess I've been a workaholic my whole life. I probably still am. Um, and after I had my son, things were more difficult. It took me longer to get out of the house in the morning. I had to be home earlier to meet the nanny so she could leave and have a life of her own. Um, and so I was only working nine-hour days, which is still, you know, longer than you're supposed to work. <laughs> um, and I felt like I wasn't getting my job done, and I wasn't getting being a mother done. Um, oftentimes, I would leave the house before my son even woke up, and by the time I got home, it was almost his bedtime. Oh, I cannot imagine how difficult that must be. Yeah, it was definitely challenging. Did you really feel, I mean, I think you really did, most women do, but tell me how it felt to be in that situation where you really felt the push and pull between being a mother and being an employee. Did you often feel as though you weren't doing a good job of either one? Absolutely. Um, wow. Like I said, I was only working nine instead of my usual 10 to 14 hour days. So I felt like I wasn't getting my job done. I wasn't spending enough time with my employees. I you know, wasn't doing what my boss expected of me. Um, and then at the same time, I was only seeing my son for an hour and a half a day. That, that is just so incredibly difficult. And I assume, Judy, I lost connectivity there for with you for a moment. I assume that you told us about how you figured that you couldn't pump if you were away for all of those days, right? So that's why you yeah, so when I traveled, the reason that I brought my son with me and his nanny was because I knew that I could pump during the day. I did that every day at work. But I was afraid if I had to pump for five days straight, day and night, that I would lose my milk. So yes. I brought my, my son and his nanny on all of my business trips with me, and I traveled about once a month. So it was, you know, it was stressful bringing them with me. It was an expense that came out of my pocket. Um, Sometimes we would share a hotel room. Sometimes I bought her her own hotel room. Um, And having them there was stressful because I still had to deal with having my family with me while I was on a business trip. Yes. How many months did you do this traveling now with the baby? I did it for 15 months. 15 months. How soon was it before you asked yourself, do I really want this? 
Um, I probably asked myself that before I even went back to work. <laughs> oh, gotcha. <laughs> um, I always thought I would be one of those moms who, um, you know, I've always been a career girl. I thought I'd be bored if I stayed home. I couldn't imagine what you would do if you stayed home. And when I <laughs> was on maternity leave, like the days just went by. I spent time with my baby, and before I knew it, it was the end of the day. End and of the day. You know, there's yes. a whole other life out there that, as a working mom, you don't even realize exists. There's this whole other playdates and gymboree and you know music classes and massage classes and there's all this other stuff to do um, with a baby that you don't even realize until you've become a mom. And I think that's just the piece right there is that most people, most women go back to work and they think or they think they're going to go back to work and everything is going to be exactly the same except, oh, by the way, they have a baby, where in fact, it's really the opposite. It's really, you have a baby, you are a mother, you've got a family, and oh, by the way, you have a job. And it's really the baby that's the game changer. Absolutely. I never dreamed how much having a baby would change my life. And for me, it literally did change my life because I left my corporate job. I completely changed my career. I mean, I have a PhD in genetics and I'm running a retail store now. (laughs) (laughs) And I think this is just such a wonderful, wonderful story about how clearly you were very successful. Clearly, you did not have to drop out of the workaday world. Clearly, you didn't have to start your own business. Uh, You know, you could have made some other lifestyle choices, but you realized that, first of all, it sounds like this baby was the center of your life. Yes. And so, therefore, you made some choices that were, for lack of a better term, more kid-friendly. Yes? Absolutely. I wanted to be able to spend more time with my family, but I also wanted to still be able to have a career. And starting my own business enabled me to really do both. I, I just cannot imagine being 15 months worth of that. I mean, I just came back from traveling. I've been traveling almost, uh, I don't know, six or seven weeks, something like that, in a wow. row. And, I, and I'm thinking... I cannot imagine doing that with a tiny baby because the baby was tiny when you went back to work, right? Yes, he was four months old when I went back to work. Oh, see, I His first plane ride was at five months old on my first business trip after being back at work. <laughs> oh, oh. And so what do you think was a barrier that kept you from... I mean, if you'd done this for a month, I would have said, okay, she did it for a month, she'd had it. But what was it that kind of pushed you into, wait a minute, I don't want this life anymore? When did you kind of wake up and realize you just didn't want to, I don't think, no, the question is not when so much as what propelled you to make that decision? I had been probably thinking about it the whole time I was working. Uh-huh. I remember thinking, you know, there's got to be a way that I can spend more time with my baby, that I can help other new mothers um, and make a living. And for me, one of the biggest challenges was I was the main breadwinner in our family. So for me uh-huh. to leave my job meant our family took a big hit. I carried the health insurance. I earned, you know, more than double what my husband earned at the time. Um, and so it was, it was a big leap. And I came up with probably five different ideas, none of which could I imagine how I could ever make money at. <laughs> so I wanted to help new moms. 
um, because when I first had my son, I had a lot of trouble getting started with breastfeeding, and I wanted to help other new moms get through that and be successful and meet their own goals. Um, but I also needed to make money at whatever I did. I couldn't just, yes. you know, drop out of the workforce and volunteer. Right, right. And so really what I'm hearing then is that what was propelling you was realizing that you wanted to be more family-oriented, but maybe what was holding you back was realizing, how am I going to cope with a different lifestyle? I'm going to have to deal with a lower income rate, possibly no health care insurance, et cetera, et cetera. And so somehow I've got to uh, figure out how I'm going to get all of those things without killing myself, being in what sounds like a very, very stressful, high-profile position where uh, it's really hard. It's really hard to make those trade-offs. And I really applaud you for just realizing that you just plain had to make the leap and the fact that you were hoping to help breastfeeding mothers in the process, again, so many times what happens is that we we kind of realize what we'd like, but the strategy of how to get there or even what's realistic kind of hits us in the face. And, uh, boy, I really, really have to applaud you. For all of you who are listening, I'm speaking with Judy Masucci, who is owner of Mother's Boutique. Judy has gone from being a PhD high biotech executive to being a full-time mother and a full-time new business owner. Uh, Judy is totally amazing. Don't go away. We'll be right back after this short break. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. Do you enjoy listening to Marie Biancuso? Do you think your staff would enjoy listening to Marie? As the past president of Baby Friendly USA, Marie currently offers baby-friendly training programs, online only, live only, or a combination of live and online education. If you are tired of listening to a boring lecture in a dark room, watching bullet point slides with a brief chance for questions at the end, come and enjoy a truly interactive learning online or live program with Marie. Call Marie today at 703-787-9894 to find an option that works for your staff. Breastfeeding Outlook, owned and operated by Marie Biancuso, is America's premier provider of breastfeeding education. If you're a nurse, lactation consultant, dietitian, midwife, physician, doula, or other professional, Breastfeeding Outlook is your source for SERPs, nursing contact hours, and CEUs to meet your certification or licensure requirements in all 50 states. Join Marie at a seminar in one of many U.S. cities or learn online. Marie has helped thousands to pass the IBLCE exam on the first try, and she can help you too. Call to find out how to get an easy payment plan for Marie's IBLCE exam prep course. And if your hospital is seeking the baby-friendly hospital designation, we can help you with that too through expert training and value-based consultation. We have a variety of packages to meet your needs without breaking your budget. Sign up for a live or online course or inquire about training today. Please visit breastfeedingoutlook.com or call us at 703-787-9894. Evidence for your practice starts here. Visit breastfeedingoutlook.com or call us at 703-787-9894. Step into a healthier you. Voice America Health & Wellness. You're listening to Born to be Breastfed. 
To reach Marie Biancuso or her guest on today's program, please call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to radio at borntobebreastfed.com. Now, back to the show. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Born to be Breastfed. I'm your host, Marie Biancuzzo, and I have with me today my special guest, Judy Masucci, who is the owner and operator of Mother's Boutique, both in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and on the web. In the first segment, Judy talked to us about how she has gone from career number one to career number two. And in career number two, she sells a number of things for breastfeeding mothers, And one of those things is bras. I know that we've talked about bras before on this show, but Judy has some interesting perspectives that are a little different than anything that I think we've discussed before. And so I'd I'd like to be able to pose a few questions that will help us to understand a little bit more about buying bras. And so I'm going to give Judy the opportunity to tell me what really flabbergasted me on your website, Judy. It says that you do virtual fitting for bras. And I'm Absolutely. Trying to, okay, so does Judy have an invisible yardstick and a virtual <laughs> measuring tape? You know, what is virtual fitting, Judy? You've got to help me with this. Yeah, so um, the fact of the matter is is that most moms don't know what size they are. Once they've become pregnant and they've started nursing, their body has changed so much that they really don't have a good idea of what size bra they should be wearing. And when you're selling bras online... You really want to get the mom the best bra the first time. You know, she doesn't want to go back and forth with postage a bunch of times, and I don't want to have to, you know, deal with five returns either. So um, I developed the virtual bra fitting basically out of necessity. I wanted to be able to help um, the moms who were contacting me for nursing bras, and I wanted to be able to help them to get something that fit them, you know, on the first or second try instead of the fourth or fifth try. Absolutely. Um, And so the difficulty with bra fitting is that it's not a science. You can't take numbers and plug them into an equation and get a bra size. It's now, more of Judy, an you're a scientist. I'm thinking you're <laughs> going to have an exact formula, no? <laughs> no, bra fitting is really an art. Um, okay. And so the measurements are part of it, but there's a whole bunch of other um, questions that I ask moms to really determine what bra is going to work for them and what size is going to work for them. Okay, so I'm your new client, uh, and I'm lactating, which, of course, I'm a little old for that. But uh, (laughs) other than taking my measurements, what else would you ask me? I'm going to ask you about the bra that you're currently wearing. Um, The measurements only tell part of the story. Sometimes they're spot on, and other times they are way off. Um, So I want to make about the bra that I'm currently wearing. Yep, so I'm going to ask you what brand it is, and I'm going to ask you how it fits you. How is the band? Um, Does it ride up your back? Um, How are the cups? Are you spilling out? Are they too big? Um, What do you like about it, and what don't you like about it? Okay. All right. For instance, the one that I've got on is Bally, and uh, what I like most about it is it has a smooth front. If I've got uh, something on that's a little clingy, which actually today I do, then I feel like that makes me look smooth. Is that one of the things that you would use in your criteria to either fit a bra or to help the woman to pick out a brand that would do that for her? Is that the idea? Absolutely. Yes. 
Yeah. And so the other sets of questions are, what preferences do you have? Do you want something with an underwire, without an underwire? Do you want something that um, is pretty? Do you want something that's functional? Do you want something with a seamless cup? Uh, are you looking for medium support, moderate support, you know, super support? Um, are you looking for something that's full coverage or more of a demi cup? Um, so I'm going to find out all about their personal preferences. Um, and what then I'm going to How find out whether straps? or not they're pregnant. Uh, I'm sorry, I interrupted. How do you feel about straps, or how does the mother feel about straps? Like, for instance, yes. I hate those. Um, I hate those stretchy straps. I always feel like they're going somewhere. Right. Yeah, so if the mother has, I basically ask her to give me what her preferences are about a bra. So some people like the wide padded straps. Some people want something that's thinner that works better under a tank top. Um, some people might be looking for a strapless bra. Okay, so here's one for you. Um, it always seems to me that people ask me, at what week should a pregnant woman buy a bra for pregnancy? And then they ask me, at what week should she buy a bra for lactation? Can you handle each of those questions separately? Because I'm I'm guessing that you're going to say that the exact week is probably not where you're going at all. Exactly. So um, I always tell a mom that she should come shopping for a bra when her current bras are no longer fitting her. For some moms, that's week 20. For other moms, that's not until week 38. Okay. Does, how does the mother know when the, breast, the, the, the bra is no longer fitting her? Um, either it's becoming uncomfortable. It might be becoming uncomfortable in the band as her rib cage expands and her belly gets okay. bigger. Or as her breasts grow, she might be starting to spill out of the cups. So if she's spilling out of her bra or her bra is no longer comfortable, a lot of women um, during their pregnancy, even though they used to wear underwire every day, can't stand as it starts digging in. Um, and so if that happens, um, then that's a good time to come get fitted. I thought that was an important question because you were saying that so many women don't know their their real size anyway. So I'm thinking, so if they don't really know their real size, then how are they going to know when the size that they're using isn't fitting anymore? But I think That's you've given some concrete. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you've given some concrete uh, ideas there for some things that the woman really can clue into as to okay, either this didn't fit in the first place, uh, or maybe it did. But in any event, these are signs that it doesn't fit now. Would yes. that be true? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And and what about, I get this a lot with the breastfeeding thing. Okay, so do I get the bra before I start breastfeeding or at the end of my pregnancy or after I've been a week home? And how am I going to do that? Because I don't really want to go shopping after I've got the baby home. How, how do you deal with this, Judy? Um, most moms will come in and get nursing bras before they have their baby. And what I generally recommend, um, my recommendations for a mom who is pregnant are completely different than my recommendations for a mom who is nursing. Okay. Talk to us so, about that. So when you're pregnant, you need to have a bra that is going to adjust to changes in your body because your body is still changing. Even if you're at 38 or 39 weeks, your body is going to change again when you have that baby, when your milk comes in. Absolutely. And so we have a number of bras from actually several different manufacturers that are specifically designed to accommodate multiple cup sizes in a single bra. And so I can fit somebody in a bra that's going to work for them, even if their body doesn't change at all, and will yes. still work for them if they go up one or two cup sizes when their milk comes in. 
uh, that's fabulous because that really gives them a little bit of leeway, so to speak. So help me with this because especially the really big busted girls always feel like all of the support comes from the wires and that's why they want an uh, underwire bra. I shouldn't say all, but certainly many. Would you agree that uh, the support comes from the the straps or the cups or the underwire? What do you think that it really comes from? Actually, what most women in general, forget about moms, most women don't realize is that 95% of the support from your bra comes from the band. Okay. And so if you don't that. have a properly fitting band, you are not going to get support from that bra, even if it fits you, even if the rest of the bra fits you properly. Wow. E- even if you've got the underwires, it's still not going to do the job right. in supporting you. Okay. All right. So, so I guess that would make it really important to get the right size band. And presumably you do either measure the woman or get her to measure herself. How do you explain that to mothers about how to measure it themselves? measuring it themselves, we actually have an item on our website called Virtual Bra Fitting, and it gives you instructions on how to take your own measurements, um, what information to give us, and it gives all of those questions that we were talking about so that a mom can order the Virtual Bra Fitting and then sign up, send us an email with all of the information we've requested. That is so, so cool. All right, so let me ask you this. You've made a big pitch for how important it is to get the bra band size correct, Mm -hmm. then what about those extender things? Doesn't that contradict what you just said about getting the the right band size, or does that support what you just said about getting the right band size? Well, actually, using an extender can um, help you get the right band size. So let's say you were a 34 band before pregnancy, but you've, you know, gained a little bit more than the 25 pounds they recommend, 25 to 35 pounds they recommend. Say you've gained 40 pounds or 50 pounds, and um, you know that as soon as your baby comes, you're going to start exercising again. So you want to make sure that um, that whatever bra you have isn't going to only fit you for two months. So yes. a lot of moms will buy, say, a 34-band bra, and they'll use a bra extender, which is basically just an extra row of hooks, oh. um, so that their bra fits them during the end of their pregnancy, and then will still fit them six weeks later when they start exercising and um, start losing some of that baby weight. You mentioned sports bras. Um, A lot of the young gals think that the sport bra will give them all the support they need in order to do sports or vigorous exercises. What do you say? Well, I say if you're a B or C cup, that's probably true. But Uh if you have anything larger than a C cup, then I generally recommend for moms that they wear two bras because a sports bra is never going to give you enough support. And if your breasts are jiggling around too much, especially when they're full of milk, um, then you could actually do damage to your breasts. You could do damage to the breast tissue. You could get a clog. You could have all kinds of problems. And so I always recommend that moms wear their most supportive non-sports bra and then put a sports bra over the top. I'm liking it. That, that's a very practical solution. And speaking of bras that are other than just, you know, kind of regular bras, uh, a question that often comes up is about sleep bras. And some of these gals want to have a sleep bra that will work for them all day long. I'm right. dying to hear what you've got to say about that. Because <laughs> um, <laughs> I think I know, but go ahead. Say, I want a bra that I'm going to be able to wear all day and sleep in. And my first... Uh, 
agenda item is to educate them because you should never, ever be sleeping in a daytime bra. The purpose of a sleep bra for a nursing mother is twofold. One, to gently cradle your breasts while you're sleeping so that they're not sore and they're not flopping around. And two, to hold nursing pads in place so that if you need nursing pads, you're not leaking all over your bed. A sleep bra should never be as fully supportive as your daytime bra. We actually have one bra that is called, it's called the Anytime Bralette, and that's the only bra that's designed to be worn day or night. Every other bra, we have separate daytime bras and separate sleep bras. That is just, I mean, that's just one of my pet peeves is I really want to understand, people understand that there's a reason why they call them sleep bras. So thank you. This has been so helpful. Everyone, don't go away. I'm Marie Biancuso, your host with Born to be Breastfed. We're hearing today from Judy Masucci, owner and operator of mothersboutique.com. And when we come back, I'm going to ask Judy to talk to us about some products that I'm not familiar with. And so I'm kind of thinking that probably you're not familiar with them either. Don't go away. We'll be right back after this short break. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Do you enjoy listening to Marie Biancuso? Do you think your staff would enjoy listening to Marie? As the past president of Baby Friendly USA, Marie currently offers baby-friendly training programs, online only, live only, or a combination of live and online education. If you are tired of listening to a boring lecture in a dark room, watching bullet point slides with a brief chance for questions at the end, come and enjoy a truly interactive learning online or live program with Marie. Call Marie today at 703-787-9894 to find an option that works for your staff. Breastfeeding Outlook, owned and operated by Marie Biancuso, is America's premier provider of breastfeeding education. If you're a nurse, lactation consultant, dietitian, midwife, physician, doula, or other professional, Breastfeeding Outlook is your source for SERPs, nursing contact hours, and CEUs to meet your certification or licensure requirements in all 50 states. Join Marie at a seminar in one of many U.S. cities or learn online. Marie has helped thousands to pass the IBLCE exam on the first try, and she can help you too. Call to find out how to get an easy payment plan for Marie's IBLCE exam prep course. And if your hospital is seeking the baby-friendly hospital designation, we can help you with that too through expert training and value-based consultation. We have a variety of packages to meet your needs without breaking your budget. Sign up for a live or online course or inquire about training today. Please visit breastfeedingoutlook.com or call us at 703-787-9894. Evidence for your practice starts here. Visit breastfeedingoutlook.com or call us at 703-787-9894. Step into a healthier you. Voice America Health & Wellness. You're listening to Born to be Breastfed. To reach Marie Biancuso or her guest on today's program, please call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to radio at borntobebreastfed.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back, everyone. 
I'm Marie Biancuso, your host for Born to be Breastfed. I'm here today with Judy Masucci, who is uh, talking to us about how she got from one career to another career. A lot of her expertise on how she fits bras, virtual fittings, what bras work for who, when, etc. And in this next segment, I'm dying to ask Judy about some things that I found on her website that I didn't really know what this stuff was, or sometimes I knew what it was, but I wasn't really clear about it. Uh, so I'm going to ask Judy if she'll explain to us what, what exactly these things are, what problem they solve, why a woman might want to buy it. Uh, I want to start, Judy, with a thing on your website called the Showstoppers. Tell me what a Showstopper is. I'm sure that's a brand name, but just the same. What does this gizmo do? So the Showstopper is actually a really ingenious item. Um, Most moms, when they're nursing, their nipples are larger than when they're not nursing. And so no matter what bra they're wearing, they tend to show through. And if you're wearing a thin T-shirt at summertime, a lot of moms don't want their nipples showing through. They're self-conscious. And so the Showstopper, you actually put over your nipple, and it gives you a smooth profile. Well, that's very cool. Now, let me ask you this. Does that work for women who are not pregnant or not lactating? Absolutely. Well, that's very cool because I can think of some women who they were unhappy with how their nipples were very prominent before they were lactating. And so it sounds like that. the question I've gotten is along the lines of, I don't feel like I'm ever going to be able to wear one. You're so lucky, Marie. You've got small breasts. You can wear those little clingy T-shirts. And I'm like, well, <laughs> I've never really thought of myself as lucky, but okay. And I realize that that gives me a very different perspective about how they're very self-conscious about that. And it only increases when they're lactating. Exactly. What is the rescue sponge? The rescue sponge is like... Every woman should have a rescue sponge, nursing, not nursing, mother, grandmother, teenager, whoever you are, you should have a rescue sponge. The rescue sponge is an amazing little red sponge. It literally feels like a sponge that you wash your dishes with, Um, but it's used to get stains out of fabrics, and it is amazing. It can get anything out. It can get a milk stain out if you're nursing. It can get a deodorant stain out. How many times do you put your shirt on and you've got a streak of deodorant going down the side of the shirt? Yes. And so Um, we actually use them here in the store when people try things on but then don't end up buying it and they get deodorant on the item. We can get it right out. How does it work for salad dressing when I I spill it? (laughs) Uh, Honestly, I just the other day put on a brand new fresh white clean top under my suit. And lo and behold, I get the oily salad dressing out. Does it take care of stuff like that? It doesn't do oils, no. It's more for like powdery things. Okay, probably doesn't do red wine either. Right. (laughs) It's still a genius little gizmo. And milk stains are something that, you know, let's face it, especially if you're a working woman who's on the road, that might be the only top you have with you and you've got milk stains on it. Exactly. Oh, that is it is an ingenious little product. Okay, here's another one. I have seen this product by different names over the years, but I'm very impressed with what they named this thing. It is the Bamboobease, B-A-M-B-O-O-B-E-A-S-E. Judy, tell us about this thing. This is another great product. Um, the name kind of tells you exactly what it is. It's bamboo. It's made from bamboo. It's for uh-huh. your boob. And <laughs> it's 
it's ease. It eases pain. So um, it's a, basically a small pillow that can be put in the microwave, can be put in the freezer, um, contains all natural ingredients, um, and then you put it against your breast to heal whatever type of new mom pains you might be having. So, Judy, say that again, then. Is it filled with herbs or flax or rice? <laughs> Yeah, I believe it's filled with a combination of herbs, flax, um, and grains. All right. So uh, if you didn't use it on your breasts, you might use it for your sore neck after an airplane ride? Absolutely. Would it fit? Well, it's a circle. So it's more, yeah. it's designed to be used on your breast, but I mean, you could use it anywhere. Because I can tell you, I don't care what things are designed for. I'm always a master of, this is what I've got, so this is what I'm using, you know? Yes, absolutely. Um, it, and it will also do the uh, either the warm or the cold. Yes. That is very, very cool. Uh, have you actually used it yourself, Judy? What does it feel like? Does it just feel warm, or does it have an odor to it, or what? Um, it doesn't have an odor. I haven't used it myself, um, but it doesn't have okay. an odor. Um, you just heat it up in the microwave, and it gets warm. Um, it's kind of like a, you know, like in the olden days when you had those electric pillows that you'd plug in. So this is oh, yeah, an yeah. easy way of doing that without having to be near a plug. And and so the bamboo, I've knit with yarn that has bamboo in it, and I guess that you're thinking that the bamboo is just for the soft feel. Is that the idea? Yes. So bamboo is wonderful for a number of reasons. One, it's very moisture wicking, so it takes moisture away from your body. Oh, gotcha. When you have to get all that moisture away from your breasts so they can heal. Judy, you also have available a postpartum band. I have to tell you that the first time I ever heard of that was when I was working on a postpartum floor at Georgetown University Hospital, and there was some woman from France who absolutely insisted on having one of those things. And I frankly didn't know what it was, but uh, apparently they're quite common elsewhere. What does the, the postpartum band do for the mom? So the postpartum, the postpartum band helps the mom's muscles and all of her internal organs that got pushed out of the way while she was pregnant, helps all of those go back into place and helps her get back that nice belly that she had before she had a baby. And presumably it's comf- it, it feels comforting? Um, it, you're, it's meant to be snug around you, so it might be a yeah. little bit uncomfortable when you're sitting, but they're actually meant to be worn 24 hours a day except when showering, so you even sleep in them. Um, and they um, help you to lose the baby weight, but they also help you to get all your muscles back into the original position, and they're even good for C-section moms. That was, yes. My next question is address the C-section. Wow, that's pretty cool. Um, I also want to talk to you about hands-free products. Mm-hmm. Over the years, I've been in this business longer than I want to admit to, and it seems to me that there are several different products that uh, allow the woman to pump hands-free. Yes. You actually have several available. If I'm a working mother, I want to save time, I know how important all that is, then why, as I'm picking out a hands-free device, why might I want one as opposed to another one? Because I know that all the brands are a little different. What's your take on this? Well, part of it 
it's just personal preference. Some people sure. want something that's a little pretty that's going to make them feel special because pumping can be tedious. Um, but also they have differences in functionality. Like some of the, um, a lot of them are bustier style, which means they only go around you while you're pumping. You don't actually right. wear them all day. Um, and some of them have a zipper, which is easy. Um, and some of them have hooks like a bra. Now the hooks may be a little more tedious to put on, but they allow for flexibility. So if you're more engorged when you pump, you know, at two o'clock than you were when you pumped at 10 o'clock, um, then you might like that flexibility in being able to adjust the size. Um, some of them are better designed for moms with larger busts. They have um, detachable straps that you can use to help hold your breasts up while you're pumping. Um, they have an insert that you can put um, in to make the holes align with your breasts, which might be further apart than um, in the band without the insert. Um, and then there are Judy, also bras. Judy, um, I, I want to stop you because you're going a little bit fast for me, and I know that if, if I'm a mom, you're uh, you're losing me a little bit here with the larger breasts. You said the um, detachable straps would be a feature you would look for. And then uh, is that the same product that has the adjustable outlets or whatever you call it, where the, where the breast goes, in other words? Yes, exactly. Judy, can you help us to recap a little bit there? It sounds to me like you are making the distinction between some of them that have certain styles, like the bustier versus something else, but then you're also talking that even within some of those styles, there are specific features that the mother might want to look for. Am I getting this right? Yes, absolutely. So some of the bustier style hands-free pumping bras have a zipper, and a zipper makes it easy, quick and easy for the mom to put that thing on and start pumping. Yes. But with a zipper, you lose adjustability. Okay. So it either fits you or it doesn't fit you. And if you're super engorged, it might not fit you today, right. even though it did yesterday. Right, right. And so, so now with not only could that be uncomfortable, but that could buy you another whole problem, too. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So there are two ways to get around that. And there's one manufacturer who put in bra hooks. So now okay. she has three rows of hooks, just like you have on the back of your bra for your band. Very good. So you can adjust how much room you need for how full your breasts are. And then there's another manufacturer who went a different route. They have adjustability via Velcro, but then they also have an insert. And this insert allows you to make the part of the, of the bustier that's between your breasts wider. So if your breasts are wide, if you have larger breasts and they're taking up more room in the fabric, you want the openings in the hands-free pumping bra to match up with your nipples. So that you can properly pump. Right. And I think what you're telling us here then is there are ways to make multiple adjustments either because you started out with bigger or smaller breasts or because you are more full today than you were two days ago. Exactly. Am I getting it? Okay. Because I got to tell you, I haven't really spent a whole lot of time analyzing these things. It sounds like you've spent a lot of time analyzing these things, and they all have specific features. Now, let me tell you that uh, the gals with especially the the larger breasts, very often they will just say, forget it. I don't want to do hands-on because I don't want one of those. Then what would you recommend for them as a hands-free pumping device? 
Well, there's actually another hands-free pumping device, which is incredibly simple. It's a little hook that you hook up to either your nursing tank or your bra, and it just uses the flap from your tank and uses that to hold the flange in place. So it's just a little hook um, that you put your nursing tank flap where you unhook it to nurse. Okay. You just hook it up to a new hook um, that holds the flange in place. It's ingenious. Oh, my word. i got to like tell $8. you, I, I really thought I understood these hands-free devices, <laughs> but as I hear you talking, I'm thinking, I've learned a whole lot. I am willing to bet that our listening audience is learning a whole lot. <laughs> this is just really, really cool. Um, I'm Marie Biancuto with Born to be Breastfed. I'm your host, and I have with me today my very special guest, the very knowledgeable, very personable Judy Masucci, who is owner and operator of mothersboutique.com. Don't go away. We're going to finish up the show talking to Judy a little bit about some of her own perspectives. So don't go away. We'll be right back after this short break. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. Do you enjoy listening to Marie Biancuzo? Do you think your staff would enjoy listening to Marie? As the past president of Baby Friendly USA, Marie currently offers baby-friendly training programs, online only, live only, or a combination of live and online education. If you are tired of listening to a boring lecture in a dark room, watching bullet point slides with a brief chance for questions at the end, come and enjoy a truly interactive learning online or live program with Marie. Call Marie today at 703-787-9894 to find an option that works for your staff. Breastfeeding Outlook, owned and operated by Marie Biancuzo, is America's premier provider of breastfeeding education. If you're a nurse, lactation consultant, dietitian, midwife, physician, doula, or other professional, Breastfeeding Outlook is your source for SERPs, nursing contact hours, and CEUs to meet your certification or licensure requirements in all 50 states. Join Marie at a seminar in one of many U.S. cities or learn online. Marie has helped thousands to pass the IBLCE exam on the first try, and she can help you too. Call to find out how to get an easy payment plan for Marie's IBLCE exam prep course. And if your hospital is seeking the baby-friendly hospital designation, we can help you with that too through expert training and value-based consultation. We have a variety of packages to meet your needs without breaking your budget. Sign up for a live or online course or inquire about training today. Please visit breastfeedingoutlook.com or call us at 703-787-9894. Evidence for your practice starts here. Visit breastfeedingoutlook.com or call us at 703-787-9894. Step into a healthier you. Voice America Health & Wellness. You're listening to Born to be Breastfed. To reach Marie Biancuzo or her guest on today's program, please call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to radio at borntobebreastfed.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back, everyone. You're listening to Born to be Breastfed. I'm your host, Marie Biancuzo, and with me today I have Judy Masucci. 
Judy, in that last segment, I think just absolutely filled my brain with so much stuff that I really was not either clear about or aware of. That was so informative. As we're coming to a close today, Judy, could you talk to us a little bit about pregnancy clothing, breastfeeding clothing? Talk to us about how there is probably something for everyone's taste or circumstances or budget. I see that there's everything from coats to bikinis for (laughs) women who are pregnant or breastfeeding. Can you enlighten us a little bit about maybe some things that we might not necessarily think of as being a breastfeeding thing but would work for us later in life and what's the budget for all this stuff? Absolutely. One of the things that annoyed me most when I was pregnant was that I had to buy clothing that only lasted me a few months. By the time you need the maternity clothing, you're already halfway through your pregnancy. And um, so you had to buy all these things that you were only going to wear for a few months. Um, So when I started my store, I hunted and I found clothing that's designed to be worn while you're pregnant, designed to be worn after you have your baby for easy breastfeeding, and really designed to be a lifestyle garment. You can wear it for the rest of your life, and nobody will ever know that it was once a maternity dress and once a nursing dress. Um, And so I really specialize in finding items that that will last a mom throughout her pregnancy, throughout her nursing journey, and throughout life. And a bigger question for you, Judy, if I'm the woman that has a, uh, you know, seven-figure job, and I don't mean body figure, I mean money (laughs) figure... (laughs) If if I'm that woman, then can I wear those clothes to the boardroom and can I look totally professional or am I just going to look cute? Um, there is everything from cute and casual to sexy and sophisticated for an evening out. There's everything from more business appropriate attire to, um, you know, stay at home mom, walk in the park attire. So no matter what your lifestyle is, there's something for everyone. Yeah, I think that's really important. I'm thinking that uh, having been in a position where I had a very high-level nursing administration job, you know, I really felt like I had to look like a very uh, classy, all-put-together, all-matched-up, you know, woman, as opposed to now I own my own business and I don't know. I don't necessarily feel that way. I can be either, I can be either one of those people, but I want to be able to be both of those people. And that's, right. I think, what you just addressed very nicely. So tell me this. Clearly, you have been a woman who has been enormously successful in your first career, prepared with your PhD in hand, and you've been enormously successful in not only starting, but growing your own business, something that most of us really admire and and feel pretty inspired by. So my question really is, we're closing out the show today. As a working mother, what do you think are the key points in combining breastfeeding and paid employment and succeeding at both? Um, I think one of the important things is making sure that you and your employer are on the same page. So while you're pregnant, talk to your employer about what you expect when you come back from your maternity leave, what they expect when you come back from your maternity leave. Make sure you have a comfortable place to pump. 
For me, yes. I was lucky. I had an office with a closed door. Um, yes. My employer put up a, um, a shade on my window so that nobody could look in. Um, but not everybody's that lucky. Not everybody has right. an office with a closed door. So right. talk to your employer about a special, you know, room where you can not only pump, but a lot of moms want to feel productive while they're pumping. They don't want to just feel like, oh, I'm taking 20 minutes away from my work day. I need to be working. Right. So have um, an outlet in there where you can plug your computer in. You can go on email. You can participate in conference calls. Um, you can do your work while you're pumping. The day doesn't have to stop just because you're pumping. Get yourself a situation where you can multitask. Exactly. Yes, and I think, again, it's just like anything else that we do as professionals. Planning is a big piece of it, and and if you don't plan it right, then I wouldn't say all is lost, but I think it's a lot harder to recoup. It's a lot better when you've got a plan to begin with, and uh, that puts you on the road. Uh, Judy, again, you've been so incredibly successful. Tell us where can we find you? If I'm a mother who is pregnant or if I'm a mother who is lactating or hoping to lactate, uh, where can we find you if for your uh, local retail store? Where can we find you on the web? Uh, what should we know about what you can offer to us? Um, on the web, you can find me at mothersboutique.com. Um, and in person, you can find me. I'm just north of Pittsburgh, about 20 miles north of Pittsburgh in a town called okay. Wexford. Um, okay. And um, I specialize in nursing bras. I have over 50 different styles of nursing bras. That's five wow. zero, not one five. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I carry everything from, sorry? There's got to be something for everybody in everybody's budget. I carry everything from an A cup to an N as a Nancy cup, um, and everything from a 30 band all the way up to a 48 band. So there's something for every mom um, in terms of uh, other accessories that my boutique offers. We have basically everything that a pregnant or nursing mom would need. Um, Judy, what does it cost me to have a bra at your place? Bras actually range. We try to carry a range of everything, no matter what we carry, so that every okay. mom can afford or get what she needs. So bras at my place start at about $15, $16 and okay. go up as high as $90. Oh, well, you are the woman who has absolutely thought of everything for everybody, every size, shape, description, wallet. What a woman. I got to tell you that these times always go way, way too fast. That's all the time that we have today. I'd like to thank Judy Masucci, owner and operator of Mother's Boutique, for being with us today. And I would like to thank all of you for listening to Born to be Breastfed. I'd like to invite you all to come back next week when we'll have another very interesting show with another exciting guest. So visit my website at borntobebreastfed.com for a preview of what's coming up. And if you're interested in professional continuing education about breastfeeding and lactation, remember... I'm your source for evidence-based practice and education on the web and sometimes in your city. Again, if you're a mother, visit me at borntobebreastfed.com to hear more about the radio show. Don't forget to leave me questions or questions for Judy. You can email us at radio at borntobebreastfed.com. If I can't answer your question, I'll forward it to Judy. That email address again was radio at borntobebreastfed.com. If you're a professional and you're looking for a course, be sure to catch one of our specials that will be coming up. Come to our website. It is uh, breastfeedingoutlook.com. 
I'll repeat that for professionals looking for a course or exam prep tools. It's uh, breastfeedingoutlook.com. Make sure you inquire about our specials or inquire about our payment plan for our comprehensive course. I'm Marie Biancuto. I promise I'll help you to cut through the myths and clarify the facts about breastfeeding next Monday, same time, same channel. In the meanwhile, remember, your baby was born to be breastfed. Have a great week. Thank you for tuning in this week to Born to be Breastfed. Please join Marie Biancuzo next Monday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. This week, do its best for you and your baby. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.